Jaguar baby bacon means you need to tap into DC's meaningless motivations and, and you will discover what it means, but what it doesn't really mean, but what it could mean, but what it ultimately means. What's up, Afro? Best mod in hip hop, man. Um, all right, we can we can do this. We can we can we can get it we can get it cracking, we can get it popping. We already we already got it popping. Mm. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back. Back again. I've been consistently back. I got my patron saints in here with me, man. We in here deep. Shout out to my Patreon crew, Tony Ant, Afro Geese, Kobe McGuire, Acorn, Alicia Pretty Pisces, Moyo, Marie, Ifriend, Nakia, Wansan, Nikki Marie, Jacob, the Kiara, Music Lover, Riakim Kelly. Pants, Kobe McGuire, once again, I don't think I already said your name, you know what I'm saying? Simone L., man, Latoya Larkin, Tabitha Hutchings, man, I appreciate y'all, man. Jerome, you know what it is, Randomly CJ, Sean Veal, what's up, y'all? Y'all see the shirt, Jaguar Baby Bacon. It's D.C. Irvin's Meaningless Motivation shirt. Get yours right now, man. You know it's dope, it's dope. You see it. You see it. You see it. Appreciate my patron saints, man. Uh, I'm in here drinking water still. You know I'm drinking plenty of water, man. I just got a vasectomy. So water is is coming. It's hot in the studio, so I'm going to be greasy in here if you can see me. If you can hear me, you can probably hear the sweatiness on my vocal cords. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I'm a sweater. Um, I got a new ringtone. You see it. You see it. I want to thank y'all so much for, for purchasing that joint. Y'all got it at number one right now on the ringtone charts. It might not be number one when you hear this podcast, but it could be. But as of now, as of right now, it's number one on the chart. I want to thank y'all so much for the support. Um, drink more water, y'all. It's summertime. It's about to get hot as a bitch. Summer is my least favorite season. It's about to be crunch time out here. Global warming. So it's going to be mad high. It's going to be random tornadoes in random states that don't even get tornadoes. It's going to be a tornado in the heart of L.A. We don't know what's happening with this environment, but it ain't good. So I said all that to say stay hydrated as best you can. Drink more water. Drink all that water. Drink all the water. Drink it good. Drink it right. Drink it thoroughly. It's the most important thing in your life. Whatever you think is the most important thing in your life, it should still come second to water, ultimately. Because whatever you got going, whatever you think you got going, if you stop drinking water from here on out, you're not going to last long. So whatever you had that you put at the top of your list as being the most important thing in your life, even if it's your kids, your marriage or whatever. If you stop drinking water and you die, your marriage is done. Your kids done lost you. Water, man. Treat water with that respect. I just want to put that out there, man. It's amazing. Um, and it's my co-host. Water is my co-host every episode. Except for, the, you know, on D-Smoke, on the D-Smoke interview, I forgot to shout, shout out my co-host. But my co-host was there in the interview. More interviews coming up on Verbal Cardio. I'm bringing some guests in. We getting, me and Sabrina are getting the, uh, the guests aligned and scheduled up. So it's going to be real nice. It's going to be real exciting. And I'm going to have some good guests up in here. So stay tuned for that. Um, yeah, y'all, you know if you got questions for me in the Patron Saint District, let me know, man. Hanaj wanted to know what this shirt represented. This is DC Urban's merch. Jaguar Baby Bacon is a term that his character for the meaningless motivation uses for the soul swipes. You know what I'm saying? So get in on that. It's a dope shirt. Um, Marie Million asks, Tony, have you been to therapy and have you ever told someone they need therapy? I I went to a therapist um, one time 
I guess like a marriage counselor or like slash therapist. Um, when I was still married, uh, we paid a visit to a therapist. I only went to one session, um, but I did go like once. Um, so that was that was my little dabble. That was my little toe dabble into the um, into the therapy game. Um, I am an advocate for therapy. Um, I'm not opposed to therapy. I'm not opposed to getting therapy myself. Um, I haven't really made it a priority, uh, but I'm not against it. Um, I've just been trying to free up my schedule from, you know, all things, but I haven't made the time or the, the effort for me myself to, to go to, a, excuse me, go to a therapist on a regular basis. Have I told somebody they need therapy? Um, I never just came out and said, you need therapy. And just leaving it at that. But I have made reference like, yo, you should, you should talk to a therapist. Like, um, because, and that's not, you know, that's not a shot to anybody. When you say somebody should check out a therapist or talk to a therapist, a lot of people get defensive when you say that because it's like, you you know, you need therapy. But I don't feel like it should be taken as, a, well, I guess you got to consider the source, but it shouldn't be taken as a shot at you or anything like that because therapy is important. Therapy is good, especially when you're in a relationship and, you know, you're at odds or whatever. I think everybody in a relationship should have their, they can have couples therapy. They can have that, but they should also have their separate therapy going. Like, you know, when you have, cause we all have issues that we bring into our current relationship. We got previous baggage that we're bringing into the new relationship that you should have talked to a therapist to, a, you know, a while ago. And so now when, you, you, when you're bringing in those bags to this new environment and you never really address it, you never really talked it out, and you expect those talks to be had in this new relationship, they might not always work out in your favor because a lot of the issues that you may have aren't due to the current person you're with. A lot of the stuff you're dealing with, a lot of the feelings that you're holding on to, a lot of the traumas you may experience have nothing to do with the person you're with now, you know what I'm saying? And in some cases, you know, you you might be in a relationship where that person has caused the traumas you're dealing with. But I'm talking I'm talking about like, you know, if you're in a new relationship and y'all are having problems, y'all are having issues, and some of this some of these old things are creeping back up, that's something you should you should work out and work through with a therapist. You know, cuz the therapist is coming in they coming in as like, you know, they don't have a dog in the fight. Their only dog in the fight is for you to, you know, to help you through whatever you're going through. And when you try to lean on your significant other to, to walk you through or to be your anchor, that's a lot of pressure on your significant other. That, that they didn't necessarily, they may have said that they wanted to help you, but that's still an unfair burden to put on them, especially when they had nothing to do with nothing. You know what I mean? So... Um, definitely, and I'm definitely going to be, you know, with a therapist soon enough because I, I, I definitely see the value in therapy. And, you know, in the black community, they'd be like, therapy, 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 therapy. What's wrong with you? Therapy, therapy. You, you know how the black community is with mental health, therapy, and all this other shit that, you know, is kind of frowned upon in the black community. But it's really beneficial. Like, we, we joke about it, like, man, that's what the white folks be doing, the therapy. But ultimately, it's beneficial. You know, we be clowning it, but get in on the stuff that the whites be doing sometimes, y'all. It's okay. You know what I mean? Don't be, don't be so pro-black and black that you, I ain't going to therapy. That's that white shit. That's some dumb shit to say. Get in on that therapy, man. Ain't no shame in it. There is no shame in it. And if you try to shame someone by telling them they should see a therapist and you're doing it for, for shame's sake, that, that's trash on your part, man. But also don't be so super defensive about it to where 
you don't even seek out the therapy because you feel attacked every time somebody tells you, you know, you should check out a therapist because you need you need that outside party looking at the situations that you're going through and not feel like you're getting judged or you're getting attacked all the time. So definitely. Great question, Marie. Great question. Um, all right. Queer Claws asks, Tony, what's your intermittent fasting schedule? I do alternate day. I do alternate days and lost 30 pounds so far. My schedule, um, I try to be done eating by originally, like I would do 16 hour fast. Like I, I strive for a 16 hour fast. So whenever I cut the clock off, whether it be 8 p.m., 9 p.m., 10 p.m., whatever, I try not to eat until 16 hours after that. So initially when I was doing an intermittent fasting, I was trying to, you know, stop eating by like 7, 8 o'clock. But now I've been eating later. And I've been falling back into a bad pattern of uh, eating on the late night, you know, snacking it up on the late night tip. So I got I got to get back out of that because I, I feel like I've been gaining weight lately and I need to get back on track because um, I haven't been liking what the scale has been telling me. Now, mind you, I've been gaining muscle because I've been working out, but – I don't like what the scale has been telling me. And so um, I got to get back on on really like fasting and stopping that late night snacking that I've been that I've been falling back into. So I got I got to get back on it. But I still be fasting, though. Like right now. Right now, my uh, my clock says I'll tell you what my clock says right now, right now. Right now, my clock is at 16 hours and 45 uh, minutes. But I ate a little bit later than I ate after I started the clock. So it's probably really realistically like 14 hours or something like that. So in a couple hours, I'll probably eat for the first time today. I haven't eaten today yet. So, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Uh, somebody said this right here is therapy. <laughs> Pants. Yeah. Most uh Nana P asks, what's the most overrated breakfast food or breakfast meal? First of all, breakfast is never overrated. Breakfast is my favorite genre of meal. So I feel like nothing is overrated. Whether it be cereal, cold, cereal hot. Whether it be pancakes, bacon and eggs, whether it be waffles, bacon and eggs, whether it be grits, whether it be breakfast burritos, whether it be breakfast paninis, whether it be um, what's that joint people make? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like an egg based joint where you could throw spinach in there. You can throw a frittata. Frittatas. I feel like. Not an omelet, frittata is what I was trying to decipher. I feel like breakfast is the best genre in hip-hop when it comes to food. Oh, crepes. So what do I feel is overrated? Whew. Uh, damn, I don't know, man. You got hash, you got hash browns, breakfast quiche is a thing. Um, yo, I'm really, I'm really trying to wrap my brain around what's my le what's the most overrated breakfast joint. Coffee is overrated for sure. Coffee is big overrated. Like, cause I don't even want to say pancakes, French toast. Waffles, none of that is overrated to me. It's it's exactly where it should be. Cause I am breakfast McGee. My 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 name in prison would be breakfast. Oh, here come breakfast. They'll call me breakfast though. They'll leave out the K, B R E, F A S. Breakfast, big breakfast. That'd be that'd be my prison name. If I was in prison, big breakfast. Um, even muffins, like you know, blueberry muffins. Uh, you know what? I'll, here, here's what I'll throw in to the overrated mix, just to, just to give you an answer. Bagels are overrated. There, there's, there's your answer. It's gonna be controversial. 
It's going to be controversial. I know what I just said. I know what it looks like. I know what it sounds like. Some of y'all are triggered right now. Bagels, to me, are overrated on the breakfast tip. Here's why. Here's why I'm throwing bagels under the bus on the breakfast tip. Bagels are a hard eat. Bagels are tough, rough, hard to chew. If they're not toasted right, you're going to be struggling out here. You feel heavy after a bagel. It's a lot of bread. It's a lot of bread consolidated into that circle. It's some thick, chewy bread. It's a lot. So when you have a bagel sandwich, whether you toasted it or not, you, you're working. You, your stomach is working in overtime. Chewing it, processing it. Mind you, I like bagels. I like bagels. Don't get me wrong. I like them thick bagels, but the thick bagels is work. They work, man. That's a lot of work. But, you know, I love the diversity of the bagel. You can do cream cheese bagels. You can do regular cheese. You can just put butter on that mug. You can put a lot of different things. You can have the apple cinnamon bagels. You can do... All that kind of stuff. But the bread itself is just a lot for me to take in. It's good, though. But I, ha I had to pick something. I had to pick something, and I'm going with bagels, man, because I don't really be eating bagels like that. I still be lusting and drooling over pancakes. I still be eating waffles and, and French toast when it's done right. But it's just something about the bagel that's a whole lot of work. It's a whole lot of work, man. But I get it. And if you get the toasted bagel, it's gonna tear the it's it's gonna tear the inside of your mouth up. You know what it is when you're eating the toasted bread. Sometimes they shred your mouth up. You know what I'm saying? Your mouth getting cut up all on the inside. Why is the inside of our mouth so sensitive, man? It be getting cut for the slightest of things, man. Imagine if imagine if our skin was the same flimsiness as the inside of our mouths. We would stay cut out here. We'd be cut, ripped to shreds on nothing. You would bump the table, be ripped to shreds. It's like Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch ripping you to shreds in the inside of your mouth. So I'm going with bagels as the most overrated, for me personally, breakfast item. Like if I never had a bagel again the rest of my life, I would be good. I would be good to go. But I need that oatmeal. I need them grits. I need the pancakes. I need the waffles. I need the French toast. I need the omelets. Even on the, even on the vegan tip, I need all this. They got, good, they got good substitutions in these vegan streets for the breakfast. Just egg is phenomenal. Now, I'll be liking them muffins, man. I'll be liking, I'll be liking a good muffin. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kobe Maguire, I like that, Kobe Maguire. See what you did there. Uh, Kobe Maguire asks, what's the most overrated movie in your opinion? Avatar for Kobe. Avatar is your pick. I think I agree Avatar is overrated. I think The Big Lebowski is overrated. I think The Last Dragon is overrated. I had to be there at the time it was hot. I was late to the party. It was corny to me. Um... What else? The Big Lebowski really bothers me on the overrated tip because um, it was just. I think Scarface is a tad overrated. I think Scarface is overrated. I like it. I enjoy it. But it ain't the classic. It ain't up there with Goodfellas and The Godfather. Scarface is kind of flimsy. Scarface is kind of flimsy, man. I mean, it's cool to to want to be like Tony Montana or whatever, but Tony Montana was a screw-up. Let's be real, man. He got the job done. His reckless ambition got him to where he was. But he was reckless. He got his, he got his boy chainsawed in the bathtub. You know what I mean? Then his homeboy that saved his life in that same scene in the bathtub, 
he ends up killing this dude just because he was dating his sister. Trash. Tony Montana was trash for that, man. He was reckless, man. He wasn't a, he wasn't a good thinker. He was not a good thinker, man. That movie was excessive on many fronts. Exaggerated, excessive. Great, great piece of entertainment. Great piece of entertainment. But it's a tad overrated, man. And I don't want to be like Tony Montana. I don't want to be like Tony Montana. I don't want to be like the guy that killed his best friend over the pettiest of reasons. Because that, that's the ultimate message, man. I'm going to do whatever I got to do to make it to the top. And then I'm going to just be so reckless and so off the chain that I'm going to just wild out on coke. And he was doing the And he was getting high on his own supply. Who are we looking up to here? People got the posters in their in they room. I get it. I get it. Tony was all balls, no brains. I get it. Tony Montana was all balls, no brains. And I can't look up to a guy like that. So Scarface is overrated. Scarface is overrated. Memento is a tad bit overrated. Great story, the way it was. So it took me too many times to figure that shit out. It took me too many times to figure that shit out. Dunkirk is overrated. Dunkirk is big overrated. Even though I've never seen The Notebook, I'm willing to lean on it being overrated. I think Love Jones is overrated. I think Love Jones is a tad overrated. Y'all going to sock me in the chest for this? I think Reservoir Dogs is a tad overrated. I think Reservoir Dogs is a tad overrated. It's good, but it ain't all that. You know what I mean? If we if we really want to get into these discussions, let's get into these discussions. What's overrated? You know what I'm saying? I think I think I just think Reservoir Dogs is overrated. Jackie Brown is overrated. Sometimes, sometimes people overrate Quentin Tarantino a little too much. I think, I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was overrated. If it wasn't for the Brad Pitt side of the story in the last 20 minutes of the film, that movie would have been trash. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood would have been trash had it not been for the Brad Pitt story in the last 20 minutes. Up until that point, I was sitting in the theater ready to rip this movie to shreds. No disrespect to Leonardo DiCaprio's performance. Leonardo, his acting was on point as always. But that movie was about to get big shredded by me. Um, what else is overrated? That's all I can think of right now. I think I gave y'all some pretty good, some pretty good lists to work with there. Nah, I like Kill Bill. Y'all tripping. Kill Bill was right. Especially, especially Kill Bill Volume 1. Right. Oh, the artist, super overrated. That little silent movie, overrated central. Big overrated. There'd be a lot of best picture winners that'd be overrated. Shakespeare in Love, overrated. Yeah, the Kill Bill movies are the Kill Bill movies are dope to me. Uh Jolita Green asks, random question, do you welcome the gray hair? I don't. Yes, I welcome the gray hair with open arms. I got gray strands on my cheard. I love every one of them. I love the gray. I welcome the gray. I embrace the gray because I'm getting better with time. You know what I'm saying? Y'all see it? Y'all see me, man? Look at, look at, look at me, man. Just, just. Come on. Come on. I'm getting better with time, man. I ain't never looked this good. 
I ain't never looked this good, y'all. I mean, when I was a kid, I was adorable. You know what I'm saying? I was an adorable kid. But then in between the kid and, like, you know, my 20s and, 20s and 30s, Tony, I look like hot shit out here. 20s and 30s, Tony Baker, trash. Trash. I wasn't, my looks wasn't hitting on shit. 20s and 30s? I don't know how, I don't know how I was getting girls. In my 20s and 30s, man, come on, man. Hair was ridiculous. I had a ridiculous mustache. I was heavy. I was just eating bullshit. You know what I'm saying? My clothes was super big. I was like, yo, how is anybody finding me attractive in these streets? Big time, all up and throughout. I was like, man, you women really like personality and dimples. That's all I had. <laughs> That's all I had. So now that I'm getting older, you know what I'm saying? Look at, look at, come on, man. Look at, look at this. <laughs> look at it, man. Sabrina got me in my prime, man. This is prime real estate, Tony, right here. This is it. <laughs> this is it. So I embrace the grades for sure. I embrace the grades for sure, man. Because twenty, Tony in his 20s and 30s was a hot mess. So, you know. Shout out to all the women that, regardless of how ridiculous I was looking, you still found something in me that was <laughs> attractive out here. Uh, dope question, though. Let's talk about the trending topics real quick. Because, so Chrissy Teigen is in trouble for bullying. Um, I guess she bullied... Um, I guess she bullied somebody on Project Runway, Michael Costello. He had thoughts of suicide after alleged Chrissy Teigen bullying. Now, it's alleged. Um, Chrissy Teigen posted a second apology for harassing Courtney Stoden on social media in 2011. In one instance, telling Stoden they should die. Project Runway contestant Michael Costello took the Instagram Monday evening to detail what he describes as a campaign by Tegan to ruin his career. I didn't want to do this, but I, I cannot be happy until I speak my mind. I need to heal, and in order for me to do that, I must reveal what I've been going through, he wrote. I wanted to kill myself, and I still am traumatized, depressed, and have thoughts of suicide. According to the designer, the harassment began after Tegan left a comment on his Instagram page in 2014, accusing Costello of racism after seeing what he claims was a fake racist comment photoshopped by a former disgruntled employee to publicly embarrass him. When I reached out to Chrissy to communicate that I was the victim of a vindictive cyber slander and everything she thought, I was is not who I am. She told me that my career was over and that all my doors will be shut from there on. Costello, who appeared on season eight of Project Runway and Project Runway All-Stars in 2012 said, and wow, did she live up to her words. According to the designer, friends and colleagues in the industry informed him that Tegan and stylist Monica Rose had allegedly gone out of their way to threaten people and brands that if they were in any shape or form associated with me, they would not work with any of them. So, so apparently, so apparently Chrissy has been apologizing, but she's been doing so. Uh, she's been issuing the apology on a site that pays her per click. So I don't know how true that is. So if Chrissy is indeed only putting her apology on a site that pays her per click, is that apology sincere? Is that apology sincere? And if you do something in the past, 
and you apologize for any wrongdoings in the past, how long do you, are you to be held accountable for something you did nine years ago, ten years ago? I I don't believe that. I feel like if you're getting if you're getting paid to apologize, I, I'm not believing that apology. I'm not I'm not I'm not believing that apology if you're getting paid on it. And I understand, like, if you apologize on your platform, that, that platform makes you money. It just so happens that you make money from the platform. But I would be like, I would turn the feature off. If I'm going to do an apology, I'm like, yo, man, turn turn the pay per click off. I got to get this off my heart and off my chest. And if it's a forced apology. Now, sometimes, a lot of times people think that, when you get when you get called out about something you did in the past, that you're automatically forced to make an apology. That's not always the case. Let's say, let's say somebody comes out about me doing something to them in the past. And, you know, they come out years later, yo, Tony did this to me. Tony made me feel this sort of way. Tony did this. Now, if it's indeed a truthful act, like it really happened, it really went down the way they said it did, then I'll be like, oh, you know, I never thought about it like that. I apologize. That would be, that that could still be considered a sincere apology, even though some people could take it as, oh, he's just being forced because he got called out. A lot of times people don't, don't realize how you're holding on to something. Or, or you may just not even, maybe you just didn't think about it. But when they when they bring it back to your attention and you think about it, you reflect on it, you be like, oh, man, damn, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry about that. It could be, it could be a truly sincere apology. And then, But then, you know, people that spin it and be like, man, you was forced to say that because they called you out. Like, no, I just didn't think. You know what I mean? Like now, if they have evidence of back in the day, you shitted on the apology, then yeah. And Sabrina don't like Chrissy. She always coming for Chrissy. Like every every chance every chance Sabrina gets, she'd be like, man, her. She is not a fan. So I'm pretty sure Sabrina was happy to give me this trending topic. <laughs> Cause she is not a fan. And she, any chance she get. And for me, you know, I'm not in, I'm not in Chrissy's world like that. Like to me, I don't really, I don't really, I don't really uh, pay attention to what Chrissy does. I just know her as John Legend's wife. So I don't really, I don't really have an opinion on her as of now. Um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of her husband for sure. Like, you know, John Legend's my guy. So, but I'll be, I'll be seeing it. I'll be saying it on the on the Chrissy side. Uh, so that's going on in her life, you know what I mean. Um, also trending, Jamila Jamil is She Hulk. Let me look at Jamila Jamil real quick. Jamila Jamil, it's a cool name, by the way. Jamila Jamil as She Hulk. Wait a minute, I don't think I knew. Wait, Jamila Jamil is She-Hulk. Did she get cast as She-Hulk? I thought they uh I thought they were casting somebody else in the role. Oh, she's the villain of She-Hulk. Wait, hold on. Let me let me let me dig this up. Jamila Jamil. She-Hulk. All right, let me let me Google that. Oh, okay, so they're speculating that she's becoming a villain. Okay, because I was wondering, I, I thought I thought she was already because she's the villain. Okay, all right, well, shit, if she's a villain, I ain't really got nothing to speak on. Um, I thought I thought she was a. Uh, I thought when Sabrina sent me the thing, I thought she was playing She-Hulk, but no, she's a villain. And I think, why do I know J Jamila? Hold on. Jamila Jamil, you know what I'm saying? 
I feel like Serena Williams should be She-Hulk just because just because Serena Williams is built like a super Jamila Jamila Jamil follows me. She is Feminist in Progress. My podcast is called I Weigh. So Jamila, I wonder who she's gonna play then on the on the villain tip. Jamila Jamil. Shout out to Jamila Jamil, cause uh anytime you cast in a superhero movie, that's a good look. That's a good I just hope they make She-Hulk super. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know if Serena can act or not. I just hope they make She-Hulk like super swole. Like cause she's she's She-Hulk. You know what I'm saying? She's supposed to be massive. Like super tall and just huge. So I hope they stick to that. I remember Sabrina asking me, like, you know, uh, you know, which she which she hope would you prefer? Like super swole or just kind of like, you know, tall and athletic but kind of lean. I was like, I kinda want, I kinda want it to be, I want she hope to be swole, like big and like swole. She don't have to be built just like the Hulk, but just like just like big and massive, though. She's the She-Hulk. Let's get it cracking. Let's get it popping. I think Sabrina should play Wolverine. Because Sabrina has the height for it. Eric Payne asks, which supervillain would I want to play? Uh, let me be... Um, I would like to be Thanos, Darkseid, uh, Lex Luthor. I'm thinking of all the the cast that look good, ball headed. Um, yeah, some of those, some of those cats. You know what I mean? Um, I I would love to play Magneto. Magneto is my favorite comic book villain of all time. I think Magneto is a phenomenal villain. I feel like. What makes Magneto so dope is that you get his issue with Homo sapiens. You fully understand where Magneto is coming from and why he thinks the way he does. He's not just evil just to be evil. He is, he has valid gripes with Homo sapiens. So, you know, you feel Magneto. Magneto over the Joker all day. Because the Joker, I'm not attached to. The Joker, I'm not attached to. Like, I can't relate to the Joker. Like, I can't relate to him. You know what I mean? Like, the Joker's wild, anarchist, the opposite of Batman. But okay. Who is he as a man? Oh, I would love to play as a juggernaut. Yeah, I'll take that too. But who is he as a man? What what really makes him tick and why? And then that whole clown shit, nah, man, look out. If he's chaos just for chaos sake, I can't I can't connect to that. I can connect to Magneto. I can connect to that. I can see how a kid coming out of the concentration camps will feel the way he feels. And now he's seeing that bigotry and prejudice and hatred towards mutants. And he's just like, yo, man, we are gifted out here. We should be proud of who we are. We could do so many things. And y'all not fucking with us. Fuck y'all. I get it, Magneto. And I, I relate to that and I feel that. So, yeah, so Magneto, that's why Magneto is my favorite villain. Nana P asks, if you had to grow your hair back for a year for a roll, but you get $4 million for the roll, would you? Hell yeah, I'm growing my hair for $4 million. Mind you, my hair is going to be trash. My hair is going to be trash. I'm going to just let y'all know right out the gate, right up front, front and center, my hair, I'm going to be getting ripped to shreds because of my hair. I'm going to let y'all know right now. Hair is going to be bullshit. Hairline going to be all the way back. My hairline going to be in the time machine back in 1985. 
I'm not talking about the style of it. I'm talking about how far back it goes. It's gonna be it's gonna be Cole de Sacks. It's gonna be George Jefferson. It's gonna be James Evans. It's gonna be ridiculous. I'm gonna be that black dude, that sheriff, or that deputy in Stranger Things. You know the black dude I'm talking about. The black dude's hairline is all it's it looked like Swampland in the Everglades. It's just everything is gonna be randomly placed up here. It's gonna be random. It's gonna be it's gonna be shallow here, thick here, shallow again. It's gonna be cutting back. It's gonna be it's gonna be doing whatever it wants to do. The the topography of my head is gonna be off the chain. Geographers and map makers are gonna pull up to my head and be like, "What do we got here?" It's gonna be Patch Adams. It's gonna be, it's gonna be Patches O'Houlihan. It's gonna be everything that's gonna be going on. It's gonna be, it's gonna be the Wild West on my head. It's gonna be wild business. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be bananas. It ain't gonna have no script, no segues. My hair is just going to be random conversations with no beginning, middle, no beginning, middle, or ends. It's going to be like, yeah, so traffic was crazy. And then on top of that, that's when my aunt feels the way she feels about, you know, home ownership in the black community because leprechauns existed. That's, that's the kind of sense my head would make on the hair front. It wouldn't make sense. Nothing would connect. There'd be no connection, no beard construction, none of this. But I'm going to grow all that out, and I'm going to let all that sit and marinate. I'm going to take the grilling and the roasting for $4 million. You got damn right. I'm growing all that mess out. It's going to look like Costco on a Saturday. But I'm, I'm doing it. $4 million, and then when I'm $4 million richer and I'm going back to ball life, I'm going to be sitting pretty. I'm going to be handsome again in the whole nine. <laughs> Great question. Yes, I would grow it out for $4 million. This is going to be bananas. This is going to be dumb. It's going to be ridiculous. But that $4 million is going to make all the sense in the world. Yes, I would do it for the role. Bring it on. The mask mandate is lifted for vaccinated people. How are they going to know if you vaccinated? Did they give you a card? I guess they give you, like, you know, an authentic card once you get vaccinated, right? Once you got your vaccination, you get a card, proof, proof, of, uh, proof of insurance, really? Because if they're if they if they're not asking for your vaccine card, then you know there's there's no there's no pressure here. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not vaccinated. Sabrina was gonna get vaccinated. I don't know if she is or not. I don't know what happened there. She's like, yeah, I'm getting vaccinated. Then they rescheduled. She never went back. I don't know what she's doing. But I'm not vaccinated. Um. So I still I still carry a mask. I'll be wearing my mask. And I have no problem with the mask. You know what I'm saying? If I need to wear a mask here and there, I, I got no issue. The mask did not really hinder my life. It didn't hinder my life in any way. So I, I can keep the mask going. Um, I'm not comfortable with getting a vaccine. I'm just not comfortable with it. And you can't you can't force me into being comfortable with it. And you can be like, well, this, that, and the third. No, I'm just not comfortable. And you could be like, well, what are you not trusting? What is, what is it? I just don't. I never trusted a flu shot. Never got one. But I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not judging people that get the get the vaccine. It's just for me personally, you know, I don't I don't want to get it injected into my person. I'm just not comfortable with it right now. So that's where I'm at. You know, but it ain't got nothing to do with your life. You know what I'm saying? Do what you do. But don't be out here shaming people, you know what I mean? Either way. Don't be out here shaming people either way. You know, just because you didn't get one don't make you better than somebody that did get one. And if it does come out that something, something is wrong with the vaccine, then you'd be like, I ain't going to be like, I told you so. I told you so. Some people can't wait to be like, I told you so. You was dumb. You was a sheep. They just can't wait to do that. 
And a lot of these woke people out here, y'all be getting on my nerves, man. Y'all be on your little high horses with the woke shit. And you start you start talking like you better than everybody and like, you know what I'm saying? It gets kind of annoying and you and you lose me as a possible student. And like, you know, in in this day and age where some people are looking for guidance and like, you know, information, when you come off all pompous and judgy like that, you just lose you lose people. And you just a fake ass teacher at that point. If people disagree with you, you immediately go into disrespect. So it's just like chill man you know are you really trying are you really trying to help guide people and try to you know show them a better way and show them education they may not have or are you are you prideful about your intelligence are you thinking you better than people because you know more and shit like that i don't be liking that energy the pompous wokeness mad annoying man yeah i see y'all I'll be on the verge of unfollowing, but I'm going to just hang in there. I'm going to just hang in there. It's hard to get me It's hard to get me to unfollow you, but, you know, it could happen. Anyway, y'all, I want to thank y'all for tuning in to another session of Verbal Cardio, man. Shout out to my patron saints in here with the dope-ass question. Shout out to my producer, Sabrina Sith, with the uh, trending topics. I appreciate it. Um, I didn't get the chance to touch on uh, In the Heights. In the Heights, um, you know, the topic of colorism is going on with the with the film, the musical In the Heights, that's supposed to represent uh, a very special Dominican population within New York um, called Washington Heights. And some people feel like the color, the colorism reflected in the film doesn't truly reflect what you see in Washington Heights for real. And ask people in their feelings about it. And I respect it because we know colorism is a thing in Hollywood. We know this. We know it's been going on and it's still going on. And like, you know, when you're an outsider from the community that's supposed to be reflected, you should never disrespect the people that are supposed to be reflected in the in the work piece. Like they, they were saying that the one of the main actresses in the in the film is actually Mexican. So she said some things that, that rub people the wrong way. They just chose the best people for the part. Did they? Did they choose? You know what I mean? And you could, it's tough when you take those roles and you don't reflect the look of the community, you kind of just got to hush. I mean, uh, if you took the role and you stayed true to the character and you delivered a great acting performance, you 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 did what you were supposed to do. You were hired to do a job. You showed up. You did what you were supposed to do. But if people find the fact that they casted you and they feel like you don't you don't really truly reflect, then just hush. Just just be like, my bad, y'all. You know, my bad. Don't be don't be trying to don't be trying to defend or disrespect the very people that are supposed to be represented in the work. So you got to be really careful with that. You got to be really careful with that when it comes to that. And you know I want to I don't want to speak on it too much because you know I'm not Dominican. You know I'm not you know a part of you know a part of that culture. You know genetically, but you know I respect. You, y'all know me, man. I respect I respect all cultures. So when people are upset about it, you know, if they do find issue with it, they respect it and listen. I'm like, all right, that's what's up. You know, but it is it is, it is trending right now. It is, it is a topic of discussion. And I ask people on my Twitter, you know, because I got a, a lot of New York peeps and, you know, Sabrina is Dominican and Puerto Rican. And, you know, I ask, like, how do you feel about it? You know what I mean? So I I think it's a great discussion to have. And I think the, the, the filmmakers and the casting directors and the producers and the, I feel like they should have really had these conversations in in pre-production. I feel like they really should have had these conversations before anybody was casted. I feel like these discussions should have definitely be had. And if you're sitting there like, yeah, it's an important discussion that should be had, I would rather hear... We discussed all of that at length as soon, right before we started production on the film. Right in the casting process, they should have already been having these discussions. 
and not just having darker people in the dance sequences, having them as major characters. So I feel like, you know, that's important for people to see themselves reflected on screen and in the story if you want to stay true to the source material, which is the people of Washington Heights. Next time you go to New York, go to Washington Heights. Look at the people there. Talk to the people. Look at them and see if that's truly reflected in the film. And for those of you that are familiar with Washington Heights, do you feel like that after you saw the movie? But watch the movie. Before you before you say anything about the movie, actually watch the shit. Because one thing I do not like is when people be like, yeah, this, that, and the third, but they ain't even watch the product. You know, at least watch it and then, you know, then come back and reassess. But anyway, uh, that's it, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for tuning in. Uh, shout out to my patron saints over here. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all passionately in the shower. And uh, I'm glad y'all are here. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much for supporting me on all that I do. Appreciate it. Shout out to Afro Geeks for my my water jug, my Milnor. Afro Geeks, the best mod in hip-hop. Appreciate y'all. Till next week, we got another verbal cardio coming up, so stay tuned. Um, I appreciate everybody out here. Oh, I didn't even tell y'all about the vasectomy. I forgot to tell y'all all about the vasectomy. But we already, like, we already about to be an hour in. I done missed it. I, I'll touch on it, though, at the end of Daddy Issues for this episode. So, um, And then, you know, during the movie night, I'll tell you guys more. But right now, I feel okay. I feel okay right now. You know what I mean? The procedure was smooth. The only pain I felt was the the needle going in for the uh, the topical anesthesia. Um, they did that twice. I put ice on my little my little sackage last night. Sometimes when I move around, it feels like I slightly got kicked in the balls. But other than that, the procedure was smooth. Um, and I straight forgot to to mention about the vasectomy. So. Um, I'll tell you guys about it later. There's no issue. The vasectomy happened, so I always got these stories locked, loaded, and ready. I do touch on it on daddy issues for this week. And, uh, yeah, I straight forgot. My bad, Sabrina. Anyway, I probably forgot to mention it because I did talk about it on daddy issues, so that was my bad. But, yeah, y'all, just slightly kicked, just slightly kicked. Anyway, I uh, love y'all passionately. Thank you for tuning in to another session of that verbal cardio. Oh, we good. Thanks, y'all.